0: Welcome back to Finding My Perfect Awkward, and this week I am with the producer of Rula and Ryan, The Rula and Ryan Show, and uh, really he's like his own personality in real life and one of the bougiest people I think I have ever yep. met, <laughs> ever, like, and it's not, I don't even think it's purposeful because you're telling me these stories and it's, and like showing, I can see your background and it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm bougie, but like, this is it, this is my life, you're, it's so cool, hi Eric.
1: Hi, hey, thank you, I I Sam on our show, she calls me bougie all the time. Special K on the show calls me bougie.
0: Pretty much you everyone are. calls
1: me bougie. That's my life. You know, I you, drink bourbon, you cook bourbon. Theater. Yeah. And that's a, that's when I was really bougie when I said, Oh, this is my small theater. <laughs> what a, what a, I used to live somewhere else. I just moved here like a month ago. So I had a bigger house, which yeah, I had a bigger theater. A that's bigger the only thing theater. I, I, I Yeah. I know it sounds
0: theater really? not even like oh yeah like i had a bigger living room and like you had a bigger couch we had like a section no i'm sorry you had a bigger theater which means you also have other rooms which yep. are probably just as big now
1: in my defense my wife builds uh she works for uh she's a cfo of a big construction company and she we have a side business building big homes and stuff so we build our houses, so so
0: you're both bougie, is what you're
1: telling. Yeah, you. yeah. she oh she brought the bougie. I'm I'm just a country boy <laughs> from good old Illinois.
0: Let's talk about you. So you are the producer for uh Ruler and Ryan.
1: Yep, producer Woo. co-host. It's basically Ruler Ryan and Eric. I Schell. was
0: about to say you, but you yeah. basically your third mic.
1: So yeah, sometimes second because if someone's sick or you know right. whatever it is. Right, it's right, funny because right. my last name is really Rao, but I always go by Roe because I gave up. But if it would have sounded great if I really called myself Roe on the show. Could be Ruler Ryan and Roe Show. I'm like, that would have been
0: perfect. How did you get to now? All right.
1: Sit down here so I can <laughs> bore you for a little bit. Uh, I'll give you the like bullet points, cliff notes. Okay, easier. I'm ready. Uh, I grew up in Illinois on a farm. thought I was going to be a farmer and realized I suck at farming. I have no <laughs> desire to do this. I just listened to the radio. One time I bought a Madonna cassette, like a prayer. It smelled like patchouli. You oh, would be too, you would be too young. You would not know this. And I would listen to my Walkman. I'd said my dad was in the field. I was filling up the tank for that, whatever reason. I'd and then I had to do that like every forty minutes. Yeah. Well, I fell asleep listening to that, and he couldn't find me because he went to the next field and came back, started yelling at me, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "Sorry, man." I realized this is not for me. I'm not a farmer. I'd rather listen to Madonna. <laughs> that sounds different. But I uh, love that. So, um. Fast forward, my senior year of high school, I wasn't really known. What do I do? I don't know what to do. Uh, my mom unfortunately passed away, and I was just in a you know spiral of drinking and just not you know. I think I, I barely show up to school. I think I had a one GPA my senior year. I was just not there. Oh. I, the only thing I did was theater, and I was acting, and uh, that's the only thing that kept me probably alive. You know, mental health back then, <laughs> you yeah. know, we had it, but nobody cared. Uh, yeah. I think it's like, it is what it was one day, like a year later after graduating, I went to community college and I'm working at the small station in our hometown. And, uh, my dad goes, Hey, there's a school called Columbia college in Chicago. They, it doesn't matter what your grades are. Basically you just pay them. And, and it's, you know, you can do there's, there's theater and radio and TV and everything. A lot of anyone in that's been successful. It seems like in Chicago went there, anyone even from, uh, like common, uh, He's an actor and obviously a rapper. Kanye, they they would go there for a little bit. A lot of uh, Andy Richter, a lot of people, comedians would go to the school, and I loved it. I fell in love there, and I got internships in Chicago, and and I loved it. And then I figured I graduated. What do you do? You leave Chicago and go to Bloomington, <laughs> Illinois, because you got to pay your dues. <laughs> stupid, stupid! What are you thinking? Eddie? Why would I? Of leave course, the- that's what the- you do. <laughs> a city, one of the best cities, in the my favorite city in the whole world. Yes, I'm biased. Uh, and I left oh, and went to a small town with my girlfriend, with my high school sweetheart. And I uh, worked part-time at a top 40 station in Orkin pest control during the day. Oh, yeah. Which has helped me with lots of stories on the radio with Orkin stories I've done. And uh, and I did that for a few years. And then, unfortunately, this, this is where it gets sad. Uh, my dad died of cancer. And so I was like, all right, I'll go back to the farm, help him out. And I realized this is not for me uh and then once he died a few months later i sent out packets and i was always trying to get jobs just so hard to get a job i now if i knew if i knew what i know now it would have been so easy to get a job and um <laughs> here's the funny part after that I, I worked on the farm and i worked at a, a company called badge a minute do you ever remember wearing badges like vote for yeah eric uh those you know my job was yeah. to take that pin and the back of the badge and put them together, this pin inserter machine. Oh, that it was your through. whole job? Yeah, I made $300 a week and I was working 7 in the morning till 3. I had a baby, I had a son, I was married and I was like, this is awful. I was making seventeen grand a year and this was in 99-2000. $17,000 with a baby. So I was like, what am I doing? I'm just not happy. And then one day I had diarrhea. I couldn't go to work. So I went while I was sitting there, I went on all access. And uh, there's this job in Dallas. They're looking for a producer. So I'm like, all right, I sent my stuff and I called the guy. His name was Tommy Kramer consultant. And he goes, hi. All right. When well, we started talking. And then the next day he goes, yeah, let's talk some more. I'd be at work. So I always say my career started because of diarrhea. So don't, don't always say it's the worst thing in the world so to have funny. And the only I, time
0: you're grateful for diarrhea.
1: Yeah. I I could go to work. <laughs> and then I talked to him. I had my machine. I was really loud. I turned the machine on. So they thought I was working. And I was in this other room talking to him in Dallas, like my theories on radio and what I can bring to this show called Bo and Jim, which they've been, they're still on Jim. Bo's still on the radio there.
0: Yeah. He's, he's still going still
1: successful and he's been doing since 1981. And they flew me down for three days and, uh, He's taking me back to the airport, the airport that, uh, you, that's all you've ever seen of Dallas.
0: Yeah. That's all I've ever yep. seen.
1: <laughs> and I, uh, was driving there. I'm like, well, what do you think you'll know? He goes, well, you know what? We really like to hire you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> he goes, yep. We'll give you 30, uh, 32,000 or 30,000 a year. I'm like, wait, I'm making 17 now doing a miserable job. And I can make 30,000 here. And I didn't realize, well, I should ask for a lot more, but I was like, I didn't care. I was just so happy. Uh, that was
0: twice as much as you're making there. I mean, for something I love
1: just knowing I've got my foot in the door.
0: Yeah.
1: And then that I drove down with my family and, uh, it just, it was the most amazing time working with them. One year to the day we got fired. (laughs) I got fired on the answer machine. Oh, the PD (laughs) didn't even have the balls to call me. John Larson, if you're watching this. Thanks a lot. That was pretty. Loved douchey. you.
0: Loved you he, voicemail. <laughs> he's
1: like Eric. Uh, we need to talk. Uh, something's going on, and we need to talk. And well, he didn't want to fire me on the answer machine, but then the next message was Jim from Bo and Jim going, "Eric, it happened. They just fired us." What? 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 They called them in. To the, it's like I didn't get the respect to to be called in to get fired like they did. And then uh, I said, "Okay, I'm gonna go home for a little bit." One week later, iHeart called me again. I said, Eric, uh, Cappy's leaving our our mix station. Would you want to take that job? We love you. We really think you'd be great. So uh, we know you're great. I love what you did. Come here. So I was out of work for one week. (laughs) And then I worked with him.
0: I mean, that's lucky.
1: Jeff and Anna's show. And um, and then I went to, I'm sorry if I'm boring you. And then I went to, No, we started a new station called The Bone, 93.3 The Bone in Dallas. I was waiting for Bo to sell, not compete. And so I had to do that or uh, I was like it was after 9-11 so it's like February 20 2002 and I started this whole new station it was so fun it just it's awesome and it did that and then I always knew Ryan from Rural and Ryan show because Ryan worked in Dallas as well it's called the uh, Jagger Ryan and Julie show it's alternative show and Ryan used to work at uh, KRB back in the day then, then Z100 in New York K-Rock in LA and uh, he was out in LA and he's like hey I'm gonna start the show in Houston would you like to work with me and at that time, I was about to go through a divorce, so I'm like, you know what, I need to get the hell out of <laughs> Dallas, and uh, started making more money there. ruler didn't want to hire me, she, because uh, she thought Ryan and I would like gang up on her, like, two against one, like you know. But then it's now it's funny because Ryan always laughs because her and I are best friends and we gang up on him, so it's turned it's around. <laughs> That's amazing. I
0: so love it. I mean, you know, I've listened to the show a couple of times. You guys are awesome.
1: Yeah. So I took, so I took, uh, took the chance because I've always wanted to be on a show where we start from scratch. Like, when I did the Bone Show, it's still the Bo Roberts Show. The guy's in a town of legend. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, this is my goal. I want to do this. I, I learned from too many people don't take a job just because of money. So yeah. I mean, the money was nice, but I've seen more times than not the people that in radio that have taken a job just for the money, for the paycheck, have been miserable and they hated it and they wish they didn't do it. So I came here. We loved it. We were just having fun. we doing what I could talk about that, the crazy stuff we did on that show. It's like they let us do whatever we want. Brand new show, we played four songs, three songs an hour. They, and that's why I always say the key to a new show don't be playing 10, 12 songs an hour. Let these guys fail, let them try stuff, let them be entertaining. You're paying a lot of money, let them go out there and do it, entertain. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, if you do six songs an hour, that's fine. If you do eight, that's fine too. But for me, now we play one song, maybe two songs an hour. But to start it off, and that's how people got to know us because they, you know, when you're playing eight, 10 songs an hour, they, it's going to take a long time for them to know who we are and know what our lifestyle is. And, uh, and was, we were killing it. And then we got fired because they were bringing from KRB was a guy named Sam Malone. They were bringing him to our station to take our job because they thought he would bring all those listeners over there and, and keep our listeners. They didn't realize how much of a bond we had with our listeners. And we pretty much flip flop stations. And then we went to KRB. Well, before that though, I'll fast forward the day we got fired. And this is a, a lesson for anyone watching this too. Um, we were at Rula's restaurant, they're the oldest restaurant in Houston, Christie Seafood and Steaks. If anyone wants to come to Houston, try it. Fried shrimp is delicious, and uh, we're drinking beers there, just pissed off. And I was like, my, my phone rings, I look, at it's Kid Craddock, and I've known Kid a little bit, but not a whole lot, you know. We because we in Dallas, obviously, I mean, I know his career, but for him to really care enough about me on that day, I was at my lowest. He called me and said, Eric, you got screwed over. You're very talented. Whatever I could do for you, I'll do for you. You know, if you want to come work for me, Rich is about to leave to go to Boston, do a sports show. Uh, I could use you, uh, you know, whatever you want to do, just let me know. And then uh, that was like November. And then so I was writing a book. I was trying to get my book done about radio and uh, did that for a few months. And then, but end of December, I'm like, you know what? He's right. So I went, talked to him. He goes, you know what? All right, come on up. And that was awesome. Talk about you think I'm bougie. This is 2006, <laughs> January 2006. His media room, he starts talking. He's like, hey, this is before any like Alexa type thing. I'd be like, Hey, Stephanie. Hello, kid. Play this song for me. Play this stuff. Uh, this guy.
0: What the hell?
1: Yeah. And he he took me, you know, so he goes, Hey, meet me at my golf course. He's got like two memberships, like two hundred thousand oh dollars, two hundred thousand dollars just to join, type thing. So we're in there and he's like, he liked to smoke. So he's, all right, what, what you got, man? What do you, what's my ideas you got? What do you got? What do you got here? Just real fast. And I'm throwing stuff. He's like, mm, mm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. All right. No, no, another one. Yeah. yeah, that one. Okay. All right. All right. Let me take a shower. We're going to go get some food. Uh, we're going to go see the Mavericks play in, in, his, in his seats. His seats. Because he was a short guy. And sorry if I talk too much. You shut me off and jump whenever you no, want.
0: No, I am entirely too interested to shut you up. Keep going.
1: Now, kid had um, these awesome seats down not on the floor like right behind the where the radio and the tv guys are like if you watch basketball games right. they do them mm-hmm. he's up a little bit and his seats are actually three inches higher than everyone else's because, because he's the short. radio people he's shorter and the radio people were like, like the former athletes so they're in front of him and mark cuban and they were friends and so mark cuban made his i looked down I'm like he, Holy shit, he <laughs> they actually made it like three or four inches higher like, oh, oh. uh, it's pretty funny and he and then I felt like I was being recruited by, you know, Alabama or, you know, these big schools when it comes to college football. And so we did that. And then I went to his house for some parties and to go watch college football championship and stuff. And it was just incredible, and I'd work with him. And this is kid freaking cratic. A lot of people that are younger might not know this, but I mean, the guy was, I mean, their, their show is still number one in Dallas right now. He's not been there. And he's been unfortunately gone for what, Nine years now, maybe ten. I think this will be a ten year anniversary. I'm not sure, but uh, I mean, they're still number one. Just be, and his name is crazy. The, it's crazy. So he yeah. he he was incredible to work with. I did that for months, and I, I would have to be talk to his ear a lot of times. I'd be on the show a lot and do bits. There's a bit. I would call people pretend to be Ray Romano because I kind of sound like Kermit the Frog meets Jack in the Box meets Ray Romano, and uh, I would call like I have audio. I plan the show today where I call Betty White, Betty Betty White's Ray Romano. She's, Oh dear, I just love you, Ray. And I just—it's so awkward. I call Paul Abdul. I call David Letterman. David Letterman. I didn't get him. Came close. And so he loved the awkward bits. So I would do these bits for him. And then in the back during the show, he wants me to tell him jokes in his ear. And I'm like, how do I do that? How do I tell kid freaking Craddock how to be funny? (laughs) You know, or or once a joke happens, I'm I'm really fast. Or or I you know, the joke's gone. I feel like I'm supposed to say something in your ear. Like, okay, kid say this joke, and then he'd say it. it was, I felt, and he'd yell at me at the end of the show. Not yell at me, but like, Eric, Eric, where were you? I didn't hear you much on, the, on my headphone. You didn't talk much. Yeah, I mean, I, well, how am I going to, it's weird. I, it's, I'm I going to tell
0: you what to say.
1: Yeah, and even anyone, it's hard to tell anyone. Like, what's yeah. the joke? Once you miss that moment, how are you supposed to get that moment back? So that was fun, just I'm telling him jokes. And that's what I learned about IFBs, how they have them. They could talk to each person uh, during the show. Kid could talk to Kelly. Hey, Kelly, what are you doing there? And then also commercial happened. Shannon, one of his tech producers, would take over his job, and he'd leave, go to his office, smoke it, and write a whole bit, write something goofy, funny, and he could do that in four minutes. The guy was a genius. So I learned from him, and I'm sorry, about. I'm almost done. I'm just the last part here. Then uh, Randy Lane, he's a big consultant. Uh, Randy Lane's one of my favorite consultants. And uh, he said, hey, can you come to LA and uh, help this girl named Jamie White? Uh, He used to be Jamie Danny. She was a shock jock. Now she's in Denver, uh, but she's really, there's like a people are scared of her. And she's from Illinois. So I think we had a little bond of that. And she was pregnant at the time. So she's pregnant and she's already like the Howard Stern of females, they called her. Like if you told her, like Tommy Lee was on the show a week before me and they're like, he doesn't want to talk about his big dick and doesn't want to talk about this, that, and that. And the first question. So what is it like having a big dick? It's like, come on. <laughs> you're, you're killing us, Jamie. And she would never follow, like, things but i got her to follow as a producer you got a show sheet and you got ideas and you got a plan yeah you know and uh they were like wow you actually got her to do that and they were talking about hiring me there and i had to fly back a couple times because i'm like guys i gotta go home this is fun but i i don't like living in a hotel and then they're like well because i knew something was happening in houston i knew for ryan shows you know i love those guys and this is where i wanted to be And, uh, so I had to hold them off. I'm like, am I making a mistake? My whole goal, even in college, I have a newspaper. I wrote an article and I said, I want to go produce in LA. So I did it, but uh, it was only for like six weeks. And that's where I met Dennis Clark, which is a, he's a genius, uh, as well. And Seacrest and all these people at iHeart and stuff. So it was a, being fired was a blessing. I know it's hard to say at the time, I was miserable because I had no money and I had child support to pay. Yeah. So that was a tough time. Uh, but, Uh, went to KRB. we've been there now since 2006 and uh like our competition they've been they've had like 13 morning shows the station that fired us we flipped with them and they fired they've had 12 or 13 morning shows and KRBs just had us so we got the last laugh
0: it was a blessing for you yeah
1: yeah yeah and i gotta make a lot more money because you know when you leave places they don't know what you make and you got agents and that and they take care of you and it worked out for the best. If I would have stayed there, I probably would not even making half of what I'm making now.
0: So, and now you have a theater. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, uh, now I'm bougie as
1: hell. I went from thirty grand a year to having a theater. So,
0: oh, it's crazy! It's crazy.
1: Yep, I love and, and I love people. this business. Yeah, just got to be a good person. That's what be I tell people person. to just just help others out. And probably the nicest person in radio is uh, Mojo. I was talking mm-hmm. to him yesterday. Just we we're texting back and forth because he got nominated for the. Uh, so- so I'm really excited to see him and, him. and Bert my buddy Bert Weiss yeah. in Atlanta he's awesome Some, and he worked with Kid Credit for it's like Kid Credit has these little branches of people from uh, Rich from John G. and Rich to Steve Harmon who uh, does a lot of did a lot of things he's in the Hall of Fame there's so many people and that's oh, always my goal in life is I want that I want to I want people to go man you used to work with Eric and now you're a star you used to do that I want I love helping people out I love helping see people succeed in any way i can if i can be with you know hoping well, to get a job the ideas whatever i can do i i'll i'll do it for anyone Anyone watching this producer eric at gmail email me uh, i always bring that up there even in the morning boot camp i bring that up and sometimes yeah. i get maybe two two emails and i'm like you know what you guys are missing that great opportunity because <laughs> my Honestly, buddy Kyle King, he's got some great great job now and he's always i've always helped him out
0: kyle's killing it You go there, you'd meet people, you talk to people, and then you take whatever you honestly take whatever you want to take from those. Like whatever you walk away with is what you are intentionally taking out of it.
1: And you can learn so much and then go to the Mm -hmm. bar and learn a lot. Dinners, you're just around smart people
0: that
1: can teach you things that, you know, when things have happened to me, I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? Call Dave Ryan, I'll call Rick Rumble, call Kevin Ralston, Kevin Ralston. That show K KBJ show in uh, West Palm. Anyone, if you guys are not watching their stuff or listening, you're missing one hell of a show. They, they are to me. I think they're one of the best shows in the country because they they have such balls to do things and they do some crazy stuff, yeah. funny stuff, serious stuff. They're just a great show. KBJ show, highly recommend. Look at their social media stuff or listening to the podcast.
0: Uh, I saw you had a spider on your head back in April. And I wanted to throw my phone uh,
1: in yeah. in
0: retaliation. Like
1: I've had so many animals on my body parts through the uh, years. <laughs> <laughs> Very strange.
0: You had things happening that week because then the next one was a, a freaking boa constrictor. I think oh, maybe python, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever that was. I think that was a
1: Try It Tuesday, which uh, I mean, it's been around that bit. People do show and tell, they do whatever. But my friend Mercedes in Vegas does Try It Tuesday years ago, and I said, "Hey, can I do that?" Uh, I'm just doing a bit, and you can try things. Yeah, uh, you can do. It can be things that people want to try, like Doritos has a new mustard flavor. Try that. Or you tried animals. a triantula
0: on your yeah. forehead, Eric. That was
1: that was a little scary. Oh. I had to overcome my fear. I wanted to do that
0: is that your worst fear or do you have a bigger one now that you overcame that
1: um i think like jumping off an airplane or something like that would be that's your favorite. biggest one of them i think my biggest fear okay. is always like speaking in public like uh i have anxiety my biggest fear is being on a plane with no bathroom we that's talk about that on the radio all the time i i have a uh, definitely anxiety about that 20 minutes before you get on the plane i'll be the last person on the plane nowadays the last like 10 years because i just just know when i can't use the restroom freaks the shit out of me I just, yeah. literally <laughs> i don't yeah, even know literally. why literally like i can't you know i i get phobias of that stuff like um uh, i'd have to drive like going to dallas i'm probably gonna just drive so it's only like three hours away
0: well yeah but you but, can you're able to
1: yeah but if i was going to take a bus there's this awesome bus it's like a plane first class plane and it drives there. food and but just no i mean they have a bathroom on there but just i just don't like that i like control and it's very odd. So that's my anxiety. Put so me open an
0: open an yeah. emergency exit. And yeah, there bombs you go. away.
1: <laughs> Literally, yeah. So <laughs> that's that probably be mine, and that's why I even get like last year I was on the producer panel, and up there all of a sudden I was like, I started getting dizzy, sweating a little bit. I'm like, oh my god, ah, <gasps> anxiety's taken over.
0: No, you didn't. I gotta,
1: I gotta get out of here. How do I just
0: like Did you get like a gurgle, gurgle in your stomach? Oh my God, uh, diarrhea. Just, just,
1: I don't say uh, I got another job. I just got hired. No, uh, it was just weird. I don't know what it was, anxiety. And that's why I'm, I'm going to be on a panel this year. I'm like, okay, I'm totally going to have to take uh, a few shots, a few drinks or something beforehand. So I don't know why I get nervous for that stuff. I just know when I'm stuck on stage and everyone's looking at me and I can't leave. I that's don't That's the freaking
0: okay. So that's the one thing about like morning show boot camp or even NAB, but morning show boot camp more so is that. There's so much interaction, there's so much talking, there's so much mingling. There's yeah. also so much alcohol.
1: It's a marathon. And then you're talking, so you don't realize how much you're talking and then and there's so many people, you're talking louder. And then by that night, the next day, your voice kind of hurts. You're like, what Why? What, what the hell? And then you it's don't realize- It's gone by the end. Yeah, you don't realize it. It's a... And the old days, it used to be three days, all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday, and you went home on Sunday. Even here, I have two fridges. I have one in the storage room, just so you have, you know, with kids, you got to make sure you got extra milk, True. extra water, extra, uh, ice <laughs> extra
0: ice cream, extra
1: ice cream, extra no pizza. I I do spots for them. So
0: you you made yeah you started from the bottom now you're here, but you also just bought a bougie ass bed that oh, you have man. a remote for.
1: Yeah, that's that was a bit on the show. Like, guys, I think my marriage is in trouble. I'm about to buy this tempur bed that goes up and down, but we want to get the one where it's splits, so basically each person can control if it goes Their up side and down. Of the bed? And some people call him like, oh, man, you, you're never gonna be able to have sex. You're not gonna be able to do that. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, you can. And then they're fighting about that. I'm like, oh, my God. What it's do all I the do? same
0: bed. Like, it's just yeah, two parts like, of the, the same bed.
1: But in the middle, it could be. I mean, it's pretty tight. But there's, yeah. like, a, still, it's not a full, it's just, just different. But I just laugh because Brian's like, Eric, what are you gonna have, like, a?" Uh, Thing next to you to, for your for your blood and stuff. What do you call those things? The uh, uh, for uh, hospital beds because it looks like that it goes <laughs> up and down and you know for your for your IVs and stuff. Yeah, for IV yourself drip. a
0: little <laughs> IV drip. Yeah, <laughs> drip, yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, but like I bought pressure? that I, and I was telling you I have a chance to get this thing for free if the Astros win the World Series. Mattress mac I don't know, just Google him. He's always in the news. He likes to gamble a lot and he gives great stuff away like he did that last year Astros won the World Series this year uh, you get so say I spent $12,000 $14,000 to say $14,000 I will get $28,000 from him if they win the World Series so now I've got money invested in the game and they probably won't win this year but if they win it's free and he pays you so that's why he gambles he goes out and bets he edges the bet so even if he He'll bet on the Astros. So if the Astros win, he'll get like $70 million. He can take that to cover his losses and he can afford to give me that money and everybody else. And he gets all the good publicity. I mean, it's if really you're going to it, do it
0: smart. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so it's kind of smart, actually. Yeah,
1: he's definitely doing something smart. People talk about him. He does stuff for the community. He,
0: yeah.
1: he, You know, that's what you got to do. It's like radio, right? Yeah. Be part of the community, help the community out. We got to be, uh, when people think about, Furniture. You think about mattress Mack. When you think about radio, you want them to think about your show. Exactly. You know, you, that's that's the goal. But uh, yeah. But that, we play this off on the radio because everyone knows how. You know, when I moved here, when I moved here, I had a sectional. It was my place was so small I couldn't even put it together. Vrilo always laughed. I had, I slept on like piece of it. I had pieces everywhere in my place. I had no table. I was it was a what a shit show it was. I <laughs> I had nothing. I had to borrow money from Ryan, and I would go to a cash checking place. To get money, to go on a date with my uh, wife—that my girlfriend—that we met on a, a trip. We went to Punta Cana, the whole show. And uh, Rula's sister, her best friend, is now my wife. And uh, she, you know, she's low, she's more uppity. You know, she's she's likes the finer things in life. And uh, and I'm like, what are you doing with me? I was supposed to be a summer fling. And uh, the summer fling wouldn't go away. I'd kept showing up. And she, she dumped me four times. We always talk about that. often. Well. she dumped me. I'd always get my way back in and stuff. The first date, I thought I'd impress her. I'm like, hey, we'll go to this place called Floridas. The week before, we did a, something there, and they gave each of us a hundred dollar certificate to go with it. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna. This is where I screwed up. I said, hey, uh, this place, Floridas. We can go there and eat. They gave me a hundred dollar c- certificate. I thought that'd be like, look at me, I'm big radio star. They gave me, they gave me a hundred dollars just to eat. She's like, oh, I don't want to use a gift card or certificate. <gasps> I'm like. Uh Uh-oh. And then we went to this place called Lupe Tortilla, which when I go there, I remember I still see where we sat and I didn't realize fajitas are expensive. Look up how much fajitas are. It was like 56 bucks, 60 bucks. My bank account, I think I had $180 in. And remember, I still paid child support. I had all this. I'm living on a couch. I'm like, what the? Oh, crap. And so I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? All right just let's have a few beers and i just had it in my head i was just thinking to her she never knew that she felt bad she's like oh i would have known that i wouldn't have done that to you but you so, can't
0: but you can't say like yeah, she's say, not but, gonna know because you can't just say that but she's also
1: like why the hell would you tell me you're gonna pay with a certificate you don't it's like paying with a yeah you time. don't tell her your first date oh such a
0: you make the suggestion of the place because you have it but you never say that you have it
1: and and go there and say hey Here's the certificate. Here, take this first. Yeah. I learned my lesson. So I've definitely, definitely been through some, some shit in the early days of my life.
0: But she stuck around.
1: Yeah. We can turn around. That's what I'm saying. Anybody, like, if you're not happy right now with what you're doing, you can turn that around. Uh, You'll learn a lot. We'll, we'll tell you the tricks of what we learned. uh, So you don't have to go through the pain that we've been through. And then you too can have a movie room.
0: You too can have four lounge chairs to watch a, huge screen and a Zoom I'm looking at you right now on a like 55 screen well how how many inches is your screen right now
1: uh this was 100 Jesus. inches
0: okay well <laughs> size matters
1: <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm gonna get nailed this people will be like this guy is such a fucking dick but no i i'm a good guy i i just no, uh, you're
0: I know you're one of the best all
1: right let's there, get some okay. beers what you. do you drink what's your drink by the way what do you, what do you uh,
0: so i'm a vodka crayon girl Oh nice. I'm a vodka person. I'll I love uh lemon drop shots and I love vodka crayons. Um mm-hmm. if I'm socializing all day, I stick with beer until nighttime.
1: Woohoo girls. Lemon drops. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll buy you some lemon drop shots, okay?
0: I appreciate it. I will see all you right. at Morning Shabu Camp.
1: Take care. <laughs>